Hello and welcome to Bible 365 with me, Hugh Hattrick. I do hope you're well and are ready and excited to hear the Word of God. And it's day 109 of the programme and we're covering 1 Samuel chapters 27 to 29 and then in the New Testament, Luke 17 verses 1 to 19. So let's get started with the Word today from 1 Samuel chapter 27. But David thought to himself, one of these days I will be destroyed by the hand of Saul. The best thing I can do is to escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will give up searching for me anywhere in Israel, and I will slip out of his hand. So David and the 600 men with him left and went over to Achish, son of Maok, king of Gath. David and his men settled in Gath with Achish. Each man had his family with him, and David had his two wives, Anumam of Jezreel and Abigail of Carmel, the widow of Nabal. When Saul was told that David had fled to Gath, he no longer searched for him. Then David said to Achish, If I have found favour in your eyes, let a place be assigned to me in order of one of the country towns, that I may live there. Why should your servant live in the royal city with you? So on that day, Achish gave him Ziklag, and it had belonged to the kings of Judah ever since. David lived in Philistine territory a year and four months. Now David and his men went up and raided the Geshurites, the Gerzites and the Amalekites. From ancient times, these people had lived in the land, extending to Shur and Egypt. Whenever David attacked an area, he did not leave a man or woman alive, but took sheep and cattle, donkeys and camels and clothes. Then he returned to Achish. When Achish asked, where did you go raiding today? David would say, against the Negev of Judah, or against the Negev of Jeremiel, or against the Negev of the Kenites. He did not leave a man or woman alive to be brought to Gath, for he thought they might inform on us and say, this is what David did. And such was his practice as long as he lived in Philistine territory. Achish trusted David and said to himself, he has become so obnoxious to his people, the Israelites, that he will be my servant for life. 1 Samuel chapter 28. In those days, the Philistines gathered their forces to fight against Israel. Achish said to David, you must understand that you and your men will accompany me in the army. And David said, then you will see for yourself what your servant can do, Achish replied. Very well, I will make you my bodyguard for life. Now Samuel was dead and all Israel had mourned for him and buried him in his own town of Ramah. Saul had expelled the mediums and spiritualists from the land. The Philistines assembled and came and set up camp at Shunem, while Saul gathered all Israel and set up camp at Gilboa. When Saul saw the Philistine army, he was afraid and terror filled his heart. He inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him by dreams or Urim or prophets. Saul then said to his attendants, Find me a woman who is a medium, so I may go and inquire of her. There is one in Endor, they said. So Saul disguised himself, putting on other clothes, and at night he and two men went to the woman. Consult a spirit for me, he said, and bring up for me the one I name. But the woman said to him, Surely you know what Saul has done? He has cut off the mediums and spiritists from the land. Why have you set up a trap for my life to bring about my death? And Saul swore to her by the Lord, As surely as the Lord lives, you will not be punished for this. And then the woman asked, Whom shall I bring up for you? Bring up Samuel, he said. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out at the top of her voice and said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. The king said to her, 
don't be afraid. What do you see? The woman said, I see a ghostly figure coming up out of the earth. What does he look like? He asked. An old man wearing a robe is coming up, she said. Then Saul knew it was Samuel, and he bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? I am in great distress, Saul said. The Philistines are fighting against me, and God has departed from me. He no longer answers me, either by prophets or by dreams, so I have called on you to tell me what to do. And Samuel said, Why do you consult me, now that the Lord has departed from you and become your enemy? The Lord has done what he predicted through me. The Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hands and given it to one of your neighbours, to David. Because he did not obey the Lord or carry out his fierce wrath against the Amalekites, the Lord has done this to you today. The Lord will deliver both Israel and you into the hands of the Philistines, and tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. The Lord will also give the army of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. Immediately Saul fell full length on the ground, filled with fear because of Samuel's words. His strength was gone, for he had eaten nothing all that day and all that night. When the woman came to Saul and saw that he was greatly shaken, she said, Look, your servant has obeyed you. I took my life in my hands and did what you told me to do. Now please listen to your servant and let me give you some food so you may eat and have strength to go on your way. He refused and said, I will not eat. But his men joined the woman in urging him, and he listened to them. He got up from the ground and sat on the couch. The woman had a fattened calf at the house, which she butchered at once. She took some flour, kneaded it, and baked bread without yeast. Then she set it before Saul and his men, and they ate. That same night they got up and left. 1 Samuel chapter 29 the Philistines gathered all their forces at Aphek, and Israel camped by the spring in Jezreel. As the Philistines' rulers marched with their units of hundreds and thousands, David and his men were marching at the rear with Achish. The commanders of the Philistines asked, What about these Hebrews? Achish replied, Is this not David, who was an officer of Saul, king of Israel? He has already been with me for over a year, and from the day he left Saul until now, I have found no fault in him. The Philistine commanders were angry with Achish and said, Send the man back that he may return to the place you assigned him. He must not go with us into battle, or he will turn against us during the fighting. How better could he regain his master's favour than by taking the heads of our own men? Isn't this the David they sang about in their dances? Saul had slain his thousands, and David his tens of thousands. So Achish called David and said to him, As surely as the Lord lives, you have been reliable and I will be pleased to have you serve with me in the army. From the day you came to me until today, I have found no fault in you, but the rulers don't approve of you. Now turn back and go in peace. Do nothing to displease the Philistine rulers. But what have I done? asked David. What have you found against your servant from the day I came to you until now? Why can't I go and fight against the enemies of my lord the king? Achish answered, I know that you have been as pleasing in my eyes as the angel of God. Nevertheless, the Philistine commanders have said, he must not go up with us into battle. Now get up early, along with your master's servants who have come with you, and leave in the morning as soon as it is light. So David and his men got up early in the morning to go back to the land of the Philistines, and the Philistines went up to Jezreel. Now we'll go on to look. And it's chapter 17, verses 1 to 19. 
Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a milestone tied around their neck, sorry, millstone tied around their neck, than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them, and if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day, and seven times come back to you by saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. And he replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Suppose one of you has a servant ploughing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down to eat? Won't you rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink? After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank his servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, you should say, we are unworthy servants, we have only done our duty. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus travelled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, as he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. There we are. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time together, for your word, Lord, that gives us joy and encouragement every day. Lord, we ask that you help us, Lord, to be good to one another. Lord, to forgive one another when we hurt each other, Lord, when we sin against each other. Help us to repent quickly and sincerely. And so that, Lord, that no bad blood would be kept among us. We thank you, Lord, for your incredible example. And Lord, you are stories that are with us forevermore. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And there we are. Of course, we always have the sinner's prayer, so feel free to either say it along uh, after me, or you can just listen to the words and agree with them. And of course, if you're looking to give your heart to the Lord, this is the prayer that can really help to make that happen. So uh, uh, I hope um, that you're in a position to do that just now. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I have done many things wrong. Lord, I ask that you would forgive me of my sin. I truly repent of it. And Lord, I forgive anyone else who has sinned against me. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask that you would come into my life. You are the saviour of the world. You have brought peace into my life. And I ask that you would come into every part of me, heart, mind, soul and body. And make me a new, a new person in your incredible love and in your kingdom. Lord, you died on the cross for my sin, so that it would be forgiven. For those who sincerely repent and believe in Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, they will never die. But once this time on earth is done, we will be in heaven and enjoy it with you. Or in terms of, unless you come beforehand to come back for your incredible church. 
Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. Well, there we are. That was day 109. We're creeping up towards a third distance in the program. And uh, it's been very, very good so far. I've really enjoyed doing it. I hope you're enjoying it too. Thanks very much for all the continuing comments that are always very uplifting. And remember, you can give out the website, hughhattrick.com, and they can click on to the uh, Bible 365 link, and that will in turn take them to the program. It's completely free, and it's great to see so many people listening to it and watching it as well on YouTube. So take care, and God bless, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye just now.